investor, business owner, entrepreneur, father, uh, yeah, and my personal all those, mentor. All those things. Yeah, um, and my personal mentor. So, Richard, thank you for coming on to the, the podcast. Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate it. Which is funny because we were eating dinner 20 minutes ago with each one together. I was yeah. like, come on, mate, you got to really get ready for yeah, a yeah. podcast. Yeah, just throw me into it. No, yeah. no preparation. This is No, it's good, though. Completely think... off the cuff. So, yeah. yeah. Got to get it. reps in. I think you got to get reps in. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's no. do it. So I wanted to bring you on the podcast. I think um, when I decided to do this podcast, I was talking a bunch about to a bunch of influencers, uh, people in their life who have kind of like designed the life they want, the way they want to live it, and they haven't kind of gone down the normal route by any means. Sure. Um, and to be honest, you're probably one of the first people in my life, like a solid figure, who's definitely doing that. You know, you've got the property investment business, you've got the garage. You kind of, if you want to take a day off, you're like, right, I'm not working today. You, you don't really answer to anyone. Obviously, yeah. you answer to your customers and you answer to your investors yeah. and all that. But Absolutely, yeah. You kind of, in some respect, live life on your own means. Is that something that 20 hours, 30 years ago, did you always have that in your mind? Or is that kind of just fabricated and materialised over the course of... No, I think it's something I um, didn't have any grasp of to start with. Um, I was just kind of obsessed with hard work, I always thought that was going to be the, the one thing that was going to get me where I wanted to be and when I was, I mean I started in business at 19, um, which is very, I was very young, very yeah. naive, very green um, and I always thought then by the time I was 40 I would have everything sorted, <laughs> yeah. I would have everything sorted and be kind of, not sitting on a beach but you know I'd, I'd be in a very, um, yeah. you know, very kind of stable place. Um, but I kind of realised as you go along the journey that you never, I think it's a great human trait that you're never actually satisfied. You always want more. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we are designed to be like that. Yeah. And I think growth is, is a great thing. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, when I got further down the journey, I'm thinking I'm, I'm not going to be that person who's, who's going to just, um, you know, sit on a beach or something. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was a transitional thing, definitely. It's funny, I think you, as well, I think you and I share a similar belief where, um, you're like, I never want to retire. I don't, I personally don't want to, yeah, sure. I don't ever want there yeah. to be there where I'm, where I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, yeah. I want to sit in bed all day and drink. Yeah. I don't want that. I think that's a very, very, I don't know, I, I, I want to yeah. love what I'm doing. I think you're one of the sure. first people to tell me that. You're like, damn, I don't want to retire. I want to still be doing deals in my 70 and 80 yeah. and passing it around exactly, to my grandkids, yeah. kids, whatever. Yeah, I think I'm very, very fortunate or maybe I've, I've designed it that way, that I do things that I love doing, and I love owning businesses, and property is my passion, I love property, I love buildings, I love architecture, all that kind of stuff. Um, and to work in something that you love isn't really work, and I enjoy it, and I love viewing properties, and going out, and valuing them, and, and, and trying to work deals out with people, and that you know that gives me a buzz, and, mm. and I, I could never imagine life without that, and yeah, I think that's, that, that's a fortunate place to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I've just, if you said to me now, retirement, no, I've got nothing to retire from. Yeah. I've got... And that's the goal, really, isn't it? Yeah, you it just is, want, yeah. You know, I love what I do, and I want to keep doing it. That's yeah. brilliant, that's brilliant. But, you know, I think that's an interesting point as well, because you say you're fascinated by property, architecture, and you built this property investment business, which, you know, it wasn't a huge amount of time ago, really, that you started that. No. Was, was it... Um, 
do you think it's like part of the journey where you find things that are you know very interesting to you and you kind of mold and go along the way because it wasn't like you were in your 20s going i'm gonna build a property empire you no. weren't really like that it was kind of later on where you kind of think you kind of got no. into it and you're like this is really fascinating yeah. we were fortunate that we were you know tina my sister is my business partner and we were born to parents who had their own business um and that had a big impact on us we saw them being successful and doing that with their own company which was in building so it was mm -hmm. kind of property related um, and later on in his career um, my dad was building houses from the ground up mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of very much property related um, and I think that was in our kind of upbringing in our blood a little bit so we were doing okay with the business um, we, we both had some money and we were thinking well what we're going to what we're going to do with the money we were a bit disillusioned with pensions and things so in 2003 um, we decided we'd, we'd buy a house and we had no real property knowledge or, or, or set strategy of how we were going to do it we just literally had some money we lumped it in together and we bought a house um, and we were very fortunate that we we bought it in, a, in an area of high demand mm -hmm. and we, um, we still own the property today um, and it still ranks out brilliantly. Um, so that was that, in 2003. That, though, 2003, right? yeah. So that was the biggest thing, you know, that we got right was we put yeah. it in the right place. Um, other than that, there was no real strategy around, <laughs> yeah, just around how we were doing it. But um, so yeah, it's, it's it's worked out really well. But that, I think that was in the blood, and that kind of came to us. So we stumbled into it, and then it took us years then to. I think it was 14 years between property one and property two. <laughs> so it was a big gap. But um, that's insane. That's insane. So do you think it's one of those things where like, I, I know a bunch of people, myself included, you go through this stage. And I think it might have been different for you because you said you've been working in the business since the age of 19. Yeah. But do you think people go through these stages in their life where there is uncertainty and they don't know what they want to do? And they because I know from like speaking firsthand, there was a period in my life where I was like, I really, really want to do this. And then after two years of it, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go down the route. Yeah. And I think is that kind of similar to you where you had obviously the, the motor car business, the, the yeah. car garages, yeah. and you had multiple of them up and running. And then, then you saw this property thing, you're like, oh my God, this is what I want to go into now. So do you think that's just really common that people go through these like trends almost? Yes, I think it is. I think, you know, there was probably 10 years ago, I, I realized that, you know, looking at other people who were doing well, and I realised a lot of them had multiple sources of income, mm -hmm. and I was, you know, determined that that was something I was I was going to set up. I didn't want to rely on one one thing mm -hmm. for my income. What the hell I was going to do, as well as as, as well as the garage, um, you know, in something that we could scale and, and use as a business, I had no idea. Okay. I had absolutely. No, I knew I wanted to do it, but I had no idea where it was going to come from. Um, I had an inkling around property because that was my interest and we did you know we had a we had bought a property in 2003 um, but I had no clue how to scale it yeah I'd yeah. buy them properly um, so I knew what I wanted but I didn't know how to do it and it I was very I was a very frustrated figure for for a long time because really? I, yeah I didn't you know I wasn't setting goals then I wasn't you know I wasn't I was like a, a leaf blown around in the wind I had no direction of, of where I wanted to go um, and then, you know, eventually we d we decided that property was, was was something we really wanted to look into, um, and it kind of found us really. That's amazing. Um, and then we obviously we did we did all the training, 
invested heavily into that and it's you know we've never looked back really so yeah it's brilliant been, it's that, is, good. that is brilliant i think there'll be a lot of people who will eventually watch this who will be in that situation they'll have been or will be in a similar situation where there are those moments in your life where you are frustrated and you are stressed and you're like well, mm. what am i doing in my life like i don't yes, yeah, exactly. and you kind of obviously we probably never to that extent with you but there was you know there's the frustrations mm. around your career your professional goals um so it's kind of refreshing to be honest, seeing someone who's like later on in their career yeah, who's done really well going, yeah, I've been there, don't worry. Yeah, I've, lots of times. Lots of times I've, you know, we've, the motorstrade business itself, which we're, you know, we're very grateful that we've still got. Um, Tina and I have worked together for 25 years and we've reinvented the business probably three or four times mm -hmm. and each time it was very scary that we knew we had to go in a different direction and make it work. Yeah. Um, and it's daunting, you know, I've, I've been way out of my comfort zone on, on many occasions and but they're the best things that you ever do when you it's easy with hindsight to look back and think oh yeah we made that a success and we've done things that haven't worked yeah. we've done things that have cost us money that have gone wrong um but i think if you wait up and think well, okay well, what's the worst that can happen it's not going to finish us mm -hmm. so let's have a go that's such a good mindset yeah, that, let's have a go and see where we end up yeah and i think that's kind of uh, to be honest when i before i started my own business i always just thought it'd be smooth sailing it'll be mm. easy oh, yeah, i'll yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'll post some stuff out i'll yeah. a load of customers <laughs> i just thought it was yeah. going to be absolutely uh, smooth sailing yeah. but then i quickly quickly realized that nothing is smooth sailing there's always going to be ups and downs i think mm. i think to be honest i've had to have a bunch of like hearts hearts with you going all right is, am i doing the right thing here and you're like yeah, yes this is just part yeah. of the process and yeah self-doubt is a massive thing you know and your ego grabs hold of you and tells you you can't do it and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all that and you have that voice in your head um, and you know we've all had those days where you want to give up yeah. you know I've, I've had loads of those and um, but the key is consistency and, and keeping going and that is one of the biggest you know traits you need as an entrepreneur is you've yeah. got to keep going um, I, uh, I say entrepreneur I don't like that word I hate, you know, I hate, I hate the word it's like I'm you know I'm, business owner I'm way more comfortable with yeah. than saying I'm an entrepreneur I, I don't even yeah with the word entrepreneur like it's such a buzzword now everyone yeah, calls was, themselves an entrepreneur yeah. like yeah it's um I try and stay away from that I'm yeah, like, yeah if someone sells a like, pair of trainers on Facebook yeah, I'm on it. yeah, yeah. so it's not it's not a word yeah. I particularly like. Yeah, I've got um, I've got some shares in an app called Robinhood, so I can call myself an investor. But exactly. it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. I'm an investor in an entrepreneur. Yeah. In the same bracket as Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, I think obviously you've had this big uh, career. You know, the career's gone really, really well. Now you've come to the property investment side, which you're obviously scaling, and you know that's where you see the long term. Uh -huh. um, but also another passion of yours is health and fitness, and I think. Cool. Um, you and I have also shared chats about this. We're both into sport. We're both heavily played sport. Mm. Um, really being into health and fitness. But when you were going through your career, you said there was times where you ballooned up in weight. Oh, you're, huge! Yeah, it, absolutely. I was. Um, well, I'm probably what, just short of 14 stone now. So I was almost 20 stone at one point. Bloody hell! Which was, you know, not a, not a great place mm -hmm. to be physically. Um, but again, it was kind of almost stress related that I was eating too much I got bad drinking habits um, and it's the vicious circle you kind of um, drink and eat to make yourself feel better yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it doesn't make you feel better it's and you just keep going yeah you, you keep going around in that mm -hmm. cycle and you know you gain a few pounds and then you gain a few more and before you know where you are you know I was completely out of shape I'd stopped exercising um, yeah and it wasn't good it wasn't good and 
you know, my, my big advice to anyone is don't let, let yourself get out yeah, of shape. Yeah, yeah. Stay in shape because it's much easier um, to stay in shape. Than, mm-hmm. From a health uh, and yeah. It's yeah, exactly. You know, I saw, there was a, I saw a post the other day on social media and it was like, you know, it's hard being overweight and it's hard staying in shape. Yeah. Choose your heart. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, actually really good. I love that. And, yeah. it, and, and then that was... You know, I was choosing the wrong heart at that time. To be honest with you, it's probably, it's very difficult because I've been in a situation where I put on, it was the early the early stages where I was really stressed in my career and I just started plumbing. I put mm. on at that need 25, 30 pounds, which for me was like way bigger yes, yeah. than I'd ever been before. And that affected my self-esteem, my self-confidence. Mm. I just fucking felt awful. Yeah. But um, in you, like that quote you said there, like choose your heart. I think it's actually really easy to get overweight because i think it's you choose comfort and that's what i noticed for me i was like yes. i don't need to go for a run i'm fine i can do some sit-ups later i can go to the gym later i'll work it off later and then one meal became two meals at dinner time which yes. became then alcohol after for me so i completely agree with you it's hard being over overweight and it's hard staying in shape but i'd say it's actually you just from me personally speaking and maybe I feel like it was just choosing one comfort after another comfort after yes. another comfort and it was always taking the easy route and then that takes me to another quote that I heard once it was like you what was it it's choose the easy road if you choose the easy road there's going to be hard times but if you choose the hard road there's going to be easy times down yeah. the road. that's, that's yeah, kind of that thing yeah, right if, yeah, you, it's true. if yeah. you do the easy things all the time I'm just going to go get a takeout. I'm going to go get McDonald's I'm not going to go to the gym well then you're guaranteed and it might not be next week might not be the week after but two months down the line you're probably going to be a little bit out of shape and yes. then you're going to be you yeah. know yeah. really yeah. unfit and healthy so how long did it take you from going from 20, 20 stone to getting to where you are now um, it took me 12 months probably lots lot to shift in 12 months yeah I mean I, I stopped drinking um, I was I was living on my own coming in at night um, and started to drink and I don't know what happened really. I just came in one night, sat down, went to the fridge, and I just closed the fridge. And I was like, "What am I doing? This, yeah, is, yeah. this is not a good place to be." And you kind of know it. You know what you should do. Yeah. But, you know, we all know things that we should do. Yeah. But what we actually do, do you know, what you should do and what you want are two two different things usually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I shut the fridge. And I was like, "That's it. I'm not doing this anymore." not going down this road and yeah so you know six stones a lot to lose um the good thing is you know it comes up pretty quickly to start with so the mm. first two three stone was, was pretty fast and then and then it's down to you know everything comes back to your reason why mm-hmm. ultimately you know your success in in anything that you do business personal um relationships fitness you know often a big reason why that's driving you behind what you want to do is 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 critical and i had a big reason why that mm. i wanted to get you know back into shape and i was i was focused on that and yeah that was that was what drove me so probably 12 maybe 14 15 months to get wow and did you go completely cold turkey with the drinking as well or not in cold turkey but did you just start going so i think at one point you said yeah you'll do a couple of bottles of wine a night yeah sure yeah yeah absolutely beers and uh, and wines and you know i was drinking to excess Mm -hmm. um which isn't a good place to be um when you're doing it consistently anyway it wasn't good so yeah to stop that um was, was to be honest was fairly easy mm-hmm. i wasn't i was lucky i suppose i wasn't addicted yeah you weren't I was, no i wasn't an alcoholic but I, I i found myself every day when i finished work i wanted to drink mm-hmm. and that um isn't a good 
it wasn't a good headspace for me. Um, so yeah, probably fifteen months to get it's quite to get impressive. that down. So um, did you? What's obviously when you're going through that process? Of yep. Obviously, the, your stresses in your day to day life they, they still remain. You're still super stressed with the business. You're still running this big business. Then you got your property um, starting to kick off as well. Um, but like, what did you? Because obviously you said you were using food as a kind of stress repellent. And yeah. What did, did you replace that with anything? Or was it literally a decision where I'm going to start just building better habits and kind of gradually consistent, um, making them more consistent? Yeah, I think if you don't exercise, then you kind of, you almost undervalue it. I think it's a great mm. stress relief in itself. Mm. Um, I think that's scientifically yeah, proven, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, and yeah, the exercise was like my, my switch off. My, um, you know, the switch went off when I went into the gym. You go into your own little zone, do your workout and then come out and then it's back into the real world kind of thing when you step outside the gym. So it was a great help to me um, to get my head back in the game really. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great time. It was a transitional mm. time, but it was, um, it was tough sometimes. Um, the drink had to stop. I still drink. Yeah. I don't drink a lot now. Well, talking about drink, you've got a nice Peroni there, and I've got the I'm most good. fruity gin and tonic. A very fruity looking <laughs> yeah, no, 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 concoction there, yeah, sure. Well, I went for a gin and tonic, but I have to mm. make it a little bit jazzy. I have to buy some berries yeah, yeah. in there, yeah, little you gotta, lime, you little spice lemon. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got some raspberries in there as well. But when you came out with the Peroni, I was like, yeah, that looks way more manly than what I've got going on. I just need a little umbrella for yeah, the top of it. Yeah, and a sparkler or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's incredible, man. It's, it's honestly really, really incredible. I think let's go back to a few early days. So you're massive, massive into your cricket, right? Massive, mm. massive into cricket. Was that hard? Because I know as well, a bunch of the people will be watching this. It'll be my mates. It'll be, you know, my, like my close network and stuff. And these will be a lot of people who are very heavily involved in sport in their lives. Yes. And they're probably no longer playing or not playing at the level that they yeah. want to be playing at. And you were like a very, very good crit- cricketer back back in your day. So when you pipe, like stopped that, was that a very tough decision to kind of take that in a different direction um, something I had to give with me really I kind of gave all the sports up I was playing playing and kind of running a football team as well at the, mm. at the same time um, and so something had to give um, when my, when my mm. daughter was due to arrive so that was when I kind of you know decided that that I had to take priority and, yeah. and sport was going to take a back seat um, you always miss it yeah. you always miss not playing you miss the the banter yeah. and I, you know, and play for as long as you can. Is you know, but especially while you're in your twenties and your body's at its peak of its powers. Um, you know, just just enjoy it. I think when the thing you never appreciate when you're young is that you think your body's going to feel like that forever. Yeah. Um, and it, and unfortunately, it gets it creaks a little bit as you get older. <laughs> um, so it's not quite as as easy to recover. But um, no, it's such a positive thing. Yeah. And and if anyone, you know. He's, he's thinking about going back and playing just do it yeah. just go and do it and, and enjoy it and it's yeah it's a wonderful thing yeah. that's awesome that's, yeah, that's really awesome and I, I, you'll always miss it right? yeah, I yeah. still miss it now yeah. um, but happy days yeah. I have time. to say though mate you said like oh, your body starts to creep but for the guy your age you're in hell of shape mate you probably lift way more weights than I do <laughs> you're fucking in great shape yeah, yeah. It, it's just motivation to do it really yeah. and I, I enjoy my training I look forward to it Obviously, I've got a personal trainer for yeah. the weight weight training side, which I love. Um, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, cardio some days is not my favorite yeah. my favorite thing, but you know, get it done. 
You get your steps done. You do a ridiculous step I count, do which big, big steps, yeah. And I, I, again, walking is like is like my headspace now. It's just me. I've got mm. my earpods in. I might mm. listen to a book. Some days I don't do that. I'll just be nothing and just just have a walk and 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 clear my head, which is great. Mm. Um, some days it's a book, and I'll be, you know, really in, into a book at the time. Um, so it's yeah, it, it's good. But yeah, steps is like. Well, sometimes I feel it's a bit of a cop out. It's like yeah. you know, go and do a go and do a spin <laughs> session or something. Or, yeah, you know. we we tell all of our clients um, in the academy like when they're starting, especially when they're starting into health and fitness and they're new newer to. I was like, the easiest way that you're going to be able to kind of shed pounds and it's not even going to feel like doing it is just by increasing your step count. Yes. So you increase your step count. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything, but you're burning a tremendous amount of calories just by moving. Yeah. It's amazing for your headspace. Like I try and just get out in the morning and do a big walk because, like you said, I just can. Especially where we live now, we're in the countryside, so there's birds chirping, sun's yeah. out now, now. So it's yeah. amazing getting out and getting your steps in. Can, it's a good head clear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's. And then it, it becomes a habit, exercise becomes a habit. It, you know, those bad habits were there for years, yeah. but then you replace them with something else yeah. that's, that, that's, you know, yeah. just ultimately. It's funny you said that, because literally what we do in in the academy is literally just ch- changing people's habits because i always think as well especially with like the online coaching and personal training model yeah is that there's so many people out there now it's a really really saturated market and I'm, it's like every other man wants to do it yeah and i was just like well what i'm seeing out there is that there's uh, so many people who are just saying right well there's your workout plan there's your step count and there's a meal plan mm. and i'm like well you're not it's kind of like saying to a smoker right well just don't smoke anymore that you know and just like kind of taking a pack of cigarettes off them but i'm like you're not actually getting to the the root of the cause of the issue. It's going to, where you talk about habits, there it's like you need to build habits that are going to be long term and sustainable. Yes. Because the second that, and I've been like this, I'll put my hands up as well. I've had personal trainers in the past, especially when I was trying to lose like thirty pounds, and they're like, "All right, Dan, well, here's it." Blah, 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 blah. And then a week after I was finished with them, I was like, "Right, well, I haven't built any habits here. I've just been yeah. doing what you tell me to do." Yes. And like like you said, with the when you stop the drinking and you start and you start to lose weight, it's just building one habit after another, being consistent with it, and then, but it has to be sustainable. Mm. It has to be sustainable. It, yeah, it has to be a lifestyle change. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I always worry when I hear someone say I'm on a diet. On a diet means that you, at some point you're going to come off that diet, <laughs> and that, and that's usually when you go in <laughs> that's back a good down point. the slope in the, in, the, yeah. in the other direction. So yeah. it has to be to, to be sustainable. I think it has to be a, a lifestyle change. Yeah. And that's another thing as well, is that like, when people say, oh, I'm on a diet, I think that automatically means that they're demonizing certain foods. Whereas, yeah. I take a way more balanced approach. But I'm like, right, look, look, you can eat, you know, every now and then you can treat yourself. We'll have a pizza, we'll have like some snacks here and there. But by demonizing certain food groups, or you're kind of building a negative relationship with your food. Yes. And then you go, well, that food's bad, I can't eat that, that's bad, that's yeah. bad. Well, no, no food's good or bad, it's just some of them are more optimum, optimal for the goal that you want to yes. hit. Yeah. And like, some of them are better choices, aren't yeah. they? And we all have days where you have bad choices. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily bad choices, where you'll go out for a meal and eat yeah. things that you normally wouldn't. But yeah. that, I think... It's uh, life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think you can be obsessed with it. But I think finding that balance, of, um, you know, I think James Smith says, yeah, you, he you know, about the, you, you don't go out every day and spend all your money. Yeah. You know, you it's, don't keep spending and keep spending and keep overspending, so you don't keep, you know, eating the same. It, 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 it's a really, really good analogy. It's it like, is, yeah. I just, I, I would hate for people to, and I, we've had clients who have said, oh, Dan, uh, my friends wanted to go out tonight for um, food. Oh, I just couldn't go. And I'm like, 
you can go. You yeah. can go like exactly. Yeah, just factor it in. Yeah, fact factor yeah. it in. Just yeah. don't be a dickhead for the rest of the way. You know what I mean? You can yeah. build it into your yeah. life, like, and and that's the biggest thing I want is that like people just to enjoy their life. Like you, you know, you don't have to be um, what's the word like demonizing certain food groups. Yes. Like take not going out on social occasions because well, what you just gonna stay at home all the time and just yeah, not, that, that's not. That's not, again, that's not a sustainable lifestyle, is it? No, exactly. At some point, you would cave in and say, yeah, okay, I'm coming. Yeah, exactly. And then you, then yeah. you go massively off the rails on the other end. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's that, that's very valid. But yeah, it's um, it's all about headspace, really. Where, yeah. where, where you, where's your head at? Yeah, exactly. That's actually something I wanted to talk uh, talk um, with you about as well, is this headspace, mindset, a lot of this stuff. Because I think you're also... like. I said that you're one of my mentors with the business side of things and yeah. just kind of general life because you, you're very, very specific on mindset on, mm. um, on, a, on a lot of things and that can go so many different avenues with especially like the law of attraction, spirituality, all that kind of stuff. I think yes. you're a massive, massive proponent and believer and you kind of live by what you say, if that makes sense. Is that the right, you know what I mean? Yes. Like you preach what you say, I guess. No, yeah, I do. I, do what what I, yeah. I, I practice what I preach. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, personal development is the, for me the most interesting topic. Mm. You know, I'm fascinated by the mind, how the mind works. Mm. Um, you know, the power of the mind, how that uh, affects our life. And it's something I, I study every day. I love studying it. I'll never be tired of studying it. Um, you know, I know. I know nothing. You know what you again. I think I can't remember whose whose quote it is now. But you know what you know is a grain of sand. You know, and and what you don't know is everything uh, is everything else, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. So you know, it's a, an amazing topic to 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 study, and I've um, you know, it's life changing. Really, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's changed my life for so many more um, positive things have happened mm -hmm. um, to me in many many ways, personally. Uh, financially, business-wise, you know, body-wise, health, fitness. Um, since I started studying that mm -hmm. and and working my own mindset out, and understanding who you are, and on top of that, what makes you happy, and what do you want to do, and and working out all those things, um, kind of lines your ducks up a little bit, and um, yeah, it's um, super powerful. Is that something that you always? were interested in or is that something that you kind of came to like later in life where and it's completely had this um, transformative effect on you yeah I've always been interested in it but I didn't study it actively mm -hmm. um, not on any consistent basis like I do now and have done for the past probably I don't know six seven eight years um, when that's when the real biggest changes have, have come yeah for sure so yeah always been interested in mm -hmm. it. Um, and all those kind of and all those kind of things, yeah. Especially spirituality and stuff yeah. has been a, a you know a, a thread throughout my life, um, and then yeah, personal development on top of that. And they kind of they almost go in, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of harness together really well. So I think when you kind of say the word spirituality, I think you'd have a very divided room. Some people would think straight of religion, and then other people would think um, fairies, Hi rainbows, hippie, hippie, hippie woo -woo, yeah, yeah, hippie, woo -woo. dreadlocks, and Dread yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shamans, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I obviously we don't have to talk about, it, but like, if like, I think you're not necessarily down the religious context. You're more about how like, vibrations work and how energy yes. works and how like you can manifest things yeah. into reality if you. Yes. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast just yeah. on that. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll bring you <laughs> yeah, back on for yeah. sure. Um, 
yeah, being being like fairly fairly brief, I think you know manifesting is is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, once we kind of, or once I believe these are only, the only what things I believe. Once we kind of I understand that, you know, we're all kind of interconnected. The whole world is is, is vibration. Um, and then it, you know you can study the quantum quantum yeah. field, which is another thing that totally fascinates me. And that's uh, Doctor. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I like Doctor Joe Dispenza. That's him. Yeah. And, and books. I think he's he's brilliant. Um, some of it's a bit deep, mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And yeah, I, I believe you can pretty much manifest. Yeah, yeah any, manifest anything you want. Yeah. I think it's a. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. I genuinely believe you can manifest things into reality if you genuinely believe. But I think it's a double-sided coin. You can't just sit on the couch and go, "Right, this is going to come to me." I think you have to put you have to then put the the action steps into place to actually then make it a reality. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you know we've most people are into this kind of thing Mm. have watched the film The Secret. Yeah. yeah. And The Secret was was fantastic in its own way and talked a lot about manifesting, Mm -hmm. but it didn't actually tell you anything about it. Yeah. So it, it kind of brings it up, and and there's some things in the secret I I I don't think are right. I don't think rubbing a lamp and waiting for someone not, you, not that they mean someone's going to come out, but yeah. you know rubbing a lamp and then waiting around and, and giving you wishes and it's going to come back to you. That, it, that that's not how it works, you know, in, in my experience anyway. Um, so yeah, you're right. You've got to you've got to take action, um, and ultimately you don't manifest what you want. You don't manifest what you want. You will manifest what you are, and what you believe you are. And this is another thing when we we were we were speaking and alluding to weight loss, and yeah. and that comes down then to self image, because your own self image will drive what you manifest. I love that. I Ultimately, really like that. that that is what it comes down to. Um, you know, your own subconscious beliefs around yourself mm-hmm. will drive what you what you attract. Yeah, for sure. So how do you shape your subconscious? Because that's really difficult. Because it's very hu- it's very easy for me to go right. I want to be, I, I want to be in better shape. I want to be in better shape. I want to be in better shape. Yeah. It's very hard to program your subconscious when you don't have an active control on that. Yeah, there's a few different methods. Um, so mantras mm-hmm. are good if you can pitch them in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, affirmations. Affirmations really, a lot of them I think don't work. I think if you want to manifest, say a hundred thousand pounds, you know, saying I want a hundred thousand pounds won't really cut it, I believe. I think if you want a hundred thousand pounds then you would say something like, How would it feel to have a hundred thousand pounds in my bank? How would it feel, you know, for me to attract a hundred thousand pounds? Because you have to be you know, the, the person you want to be on the other end. So you've no, got to start that. with the end in mind and then work back. And kind of reverse engineering. Yeah, reverse engineering. That's interesting. That, that's think, think how that person would behave, how they would mm-hmm. feel, um, and then become that person. And then you'll attract the 100,000 pounds. I like that. I like that. I yeah, think you can't sit on the couch and say, I want 100 pounds. 100 grand's coming. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, you know, taking action as well. You know, your universe likes to see you coming out and having a go um, and meeting it halfway. Um, so, yeah, it's a, there's an old, another old saying, God will feed every bird. Um, 
but he won't put food in the nest. So that means everyone has equal opportunity to have whatever they want, and then yeah, but you got to but you've got to get yeah, yeah. off your backside. Yeah, you? I'm a big believer in that. I I think Goya is the phrase I think they they use. Get off your arse. <laughs> Goya, get off your arse. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna use that one. That's gonna be a hashtag on my post. I love that. Yeah. No, I think that's a really. Uh, a really really interesting point and I think that's something that in the generation we're coming through now is that people sometimes demonize hard work they say oh he's working too hard hmm. uh, and working hard can kind of get a bad stick because yeah. it's like oh he's obsessed he's uh, he's working too hard oh he's hmm. and I just think well if you love what you're doing and it, fulfill, and it fulfills you and you're passionate about it, why would yes. you not want to work hard? I think if you put those all into an equation, working hard, be passionate about something, then you're going to get something on the other end of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the aim should be to try and do something that you love doing, yeah, yeah. ultimately, and then mm -hmm. it's not work. And then if you love doing it and you're fully engaged and fully passionate, mm -hmm. then normally whatever you want will follow it. I love that. Um, and, you know, and, and financially as well. Mm -hmm. So then, you know how there's the old saying is that oh, you can do something that you love but you won't get paid for it, or you can do a job that you hate but you'll get paid a lot of money for it. Is that that whole thing? Yeah. You can't ever do something that. Yeah. And you and I have probably spoken about this in um, in the past. For someone who's watching this now, going, yeah, but I, I have a passion here, passion here, passion here. I really want to do that. I don't want to do my nine to five job anymore. It's sucking the soul out of me. Yeah. What kind of advice do you give to the people like that? Do what you love doing. Just figure yeah. it out. Work it out. Yeah. Yeah, try it. And if you don't know what you like, you know, you don't really not sure what you want to do, you don't want to like that and I like this, then try them. Yeah. Try them and one of them will, will fit with you. Yeah. Now you'll find your purpose. You will find your purpose if you try, but you've got to just be willing to try different things. Yeah. And I think that's a, another point on that is you probably have to be ready to be uncomfortable because yes. when you're going for all those trying here, trying here and working on this business here, it's not a comfortable thing and kind of alluded to what we said earlier about the whole self-doubt thing is yeah. that you will find your passion, but you're going to have to go for a shitstorm of self-doubt and all sorts of stuff, yeah. stuff to get yeah. there, right? Yeah, you have to battle with your ego big time, yeah. big time sometimes. Um, it's like you starting your academy. Yeah. Um, you know, you've had a lot of self-doubt and can I do it, can't I do it, should I do it, will I do it? Yeah. You know, and, and that is totally normal. <clears throat> that is totally normal. And, you know, I've been in business 30 years and I still... I still have fear, I still have doubts, mm. um, I still question myself, mm. you know, you never actually, well I don't think you ever fathom it out, if you do then someone please tell me how to do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do no, 100%, the, 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 uh, the billionaires of the world will still have doubt over a certain thing, I, like, I don't believe anyone who tells them they're not. Yeah, but they deal with that doubt and don't let it put them off doing what they want to do, that is yeah. the thing, don't let it stop you doing what you want to do. That's a very, very valid point. You know, yeah, and you said about about me starting the academy, yeah. Because it, it kind of goes back to what we are saying at the start, is that when you're starting something out, you think it's going to be sunshines and rainbows all the time. And then you don't realise how much you don't know. Like, I, I think mm. I, you put some clients with me, I can guarantee I can help them. I can, re But it's the other stuff that you don't actually know. Yes. And for me, that's probably been the hardest thing about this year, is going, right, well, you're actually building a business completely from the ground, from ground zero. Yes. And to do that and to get it to the level that I want to get it to where I can help a load of people, well, you need to have some solid foundations. Yes. And to get solid foundations, you need to know what you're doing to build the solid foundations. And yeah. that's been the biggest learning curve for sure. Yeah, I think what you've tried to do is, is what, you're, what you are doing is understanding every aspect of the business mm. though. Um, then obviously as it grows, you can mm. then 
you know, delegate different different things out. For sure. Um, but to have that core understanding of what is going on in every aspect of your yeah. business is is a, is a positive thing, and I think that's 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 probably needed more mm. th- these days than it has been before. So as I say, for like for you and your your businesses now, then are you very competent, or not even necessarily competent in each specific aspect, but you understand how each specific aspect of the business would work? Yes, to, to a degree, and if I don't, um, then I will get people in that that do, and I'm you know I'm, I've become more wise with that rather than sometimes, you know, there's, it's a fine line between being gung ho and having to go yourself, and yeah. actually it's more smart to employ someone to bring them in to do that for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, especially in a specialist niche or something, then I think you know that is that makes sense because you can waste a lot of time trying to learn something that you could pay someone yeah. to do and then you can go in and tenfold that amount of money yeah. doing something else. So, yeah. H- have you always seen it like this? Or was there ever a time? No, no, no. no. This comes with it, with doing it and, and getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I could write a book on what to do and then probably ten books on what not to do. Man, that's a bloody brilliant quote, <laughs> that is. Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, it's... Yeah, the things you get wrong is... is yeah. Well, that's a kind it's of experience. way more than you than you than you generally get right. Yeah, that's just experience, isn't it? I, mean, I think that's yeah. how you build experience. It's just yeah. by getting so many things wrong, wrong so that yes. you know what you can do right. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a learning curve. Yeah. And the, the the you know, with business, the best thing to do is enjoy it and enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, because that's the fun part. You know, sometimes it can be very underwhelming when you get to the goal, because there's no more fun. You can't see the fun ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when you get to the goal, you're like, we made "What's it. next?" Yeah, you know, because you know that yeah. that's that you know wanting to do more and, and wanting to expand and grow. Yeah. So yeah, it, the the fun is is just enjoy the process and, and you know don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just you know, I think that's another thing as well. Is that a lot of people I know as well, myself included. I think. I don't know if it's like a my generation thing, millennial thing, but I think a lot of people put a lot of pressures or pressure on themselves, and I think there's this stereotype that millennials want to change the world. Yeah. So they see the Zuckerbergs of the world, they see these big tech startups, these big things, and everyone's like, we then automatically compare ourselves to them, going, well, I need to, well, I'm not built Facebook, I'm not built the next TikTok, or, you yes. know what I mean? And, and yeah. you automatically start in a comparing battle, going, well, that 28 year old has built a billion mm. quid business, he's way way further along than me, you know? Yes, I think. No one's got patience these days. Everything want they want instant gratification. I want this now. You know, I want it now. They want to start a business and they want, you know, they want the income immediately. They want the, you know, the car and the house straight away. And why am I not successful? And, and I think social media has really driven a lot of that. Um, you know, and you only ever see most people's A game on social media. You know, you don't see the bad days. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, you know, you don't see the the bad times when it's gone wrong it's like you know in, in property people put on their on their deals that are good yeah, yeah you know you don't there are some people who will but you don't get many people who will put on the deals that have gone wrong and cost them money and they've had to mm. dig the way out of it or, or whatever um but yeah. that that happens yeah. a lot you sh- I, I, it's a it's a weird, it's a double-sided coin because you, you you say that point there that Everyone puts their A game up on social media, so then people buy into their A game. So you're yeah. like, you're right, you don't see the bad days. But I think as a consumer, I would love to see someone talk about their bad days. Yeah. I'm like, be human. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's another quote is uh, this guy that I follow on social media. He talks about if Superman um, didn't have kryptonite, everyone would think he's a dick. 
that everyone likes Superman because he's got kryptonite. Because yeah. if the, if there's someone who is just completely flawless, you know, and just mm. and the, you always mention what a dick. He's just you know what I mean. It's not real. Is it? Yeah, it, it's no. not real exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, we love Superman with a flaw. Yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> Superman, but he has to die with kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But it's kind of like to your point there, like talking about the losses and talking about the L's or talking about where you are. Oh, this could have gone this way, so we took the risk on it and it didn't go this way. Mm. I think that would be an amazing. Not content makes me sound like an influencer, but you know what I mean. It'd be a good uh, yeah. point to talk about to your audience because I think a lot of people would buy into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just comes across as being real, doesn't it? Yeah, you know exactly. We all make mistakes. We all get it wrong. Um, it's just about trying not to do that again. Yeah, is the smart way to look at it, really. You make a good point though about social media. I mean, that's the biggest thing I've seen between um, my generation and my mum's generation is that they haven't got the addiction to social media that our generation has. Yeah. Well, I say I'm addicted, I probably am addicted to it. I am, my screen time on my phone is ludicrous. Yeah. How do you stay away from that? Because you're still posting constantly on social media, you're still doing all the right things, you know, you're building a social platform for yourself. Yeah. How do you not go down the rabbit hole and get addicted to it? I think it's probably, I think you could. Yeah. I think for my generation, we weren't brought up with it. Um, I mean, I went to school and I never even went on a computer at school. Um, yeah. I know, that's <laughs> a long time ago. So we never, you know, we, we didn't even go on computers. Um, so I wasn't, it's not ingrained in me the same as it is with, yeah. with your generation. And that, I think that is probably the main fundamental difference. I don't, you know, want to, I mean, I'm quite a private person anyway. Mm. I know people who, who are my age, who kind of put a lot more on social media than I do. Um, I certainly don't want to put much of my private life on yeah. on social media. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't kind of give. You don't me, get that dopamine. No, it doesn't give me any value, or you know, that's mm. not something I want to do. Um, whereas younger generation, I think, you know, mm. your generation, it's it, it's. They're just driven differently. Yeah, it, it's true. And I then get worried because, it beca- oh, I said this word earlier, the comparison thing. Mm. When you were brought up with it, and especially the generation below me, Gen Z, or Gen Z, I guess, don't know, whatever it would be, like, growing up with social media, you are constantly comparing yourself to someone else, and like, to someone else's A-game, to someone else who is flawless. Yes. And that gets really, really quite sad yeah. and toxic, doesn't it? Because yes. that's a, like a, just a pathway to unfulfillment, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I wish sometimes we did have mobile phones when I was when I was young. I mean, in my day, it was either you walk around, knock the door, and got the scary mum answering yeah. the door, or you had to phone the family phone in the house yeah. and get the scary mum on the phone. So <laughs> Dating was a lot easier with the phone. I'll tell you that. So, um, you know, so with a phone, it's. it's you know, yeah, all that's taken out of it. So you know, maybe it was, maybe it was more fun then. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know, but it was different for Did, sure. You know, as you went, obviously you said you didn't have phones when you were coming through. So when you were nineteen, starting your business career, there was no social media. There was no, no. Mo- was there mobile? There was mobile phones at that point. They were just kind of coming in in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So, so would you have ever thought of a time where you'd, you'd be utilizing social media for your business? Because no. that's another thing as well. Is that in, in no. the generation now? Is if you are posting content on social media people are always oh, just a wannabe influencer but you're utilizing it in completely business purposes where you're having yes. a pipeline full of investors yeah. come to you and say hey what deals have you got going on at the moment yeah it's yeah i you know i i swore blind for years i'd never have a facebook profile um <laughs> and now i've got 
5,000 connections on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> How did that um, But yeah, it's 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 super powerful. I, you know, I, I'm yeah. I'm not naive enough to not think that it is so powerful, and almost um, kind of runs runs everything now, doesn't yeah, it? Runs yeah. news, runs yeah. you know events, obviously. Yeah, track news, social track, stuff, yeah. marketing. You know, it's just it's huge. It's it's taken over the planet really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I fully appreciate its power. Um, without having a huge understanding of it, mm-hmm. but I understand it's you know very very beneficial for our businesses, and we've made fantastic connections. That's amazing. Yeah, it's that weird double sided coin that you've made amazing connections. You know, your business has grown because of social media, but then you're very good at not letting yourself go down that Instagram rabbit hole. You yes. don't have TikTok, I don't think. No, I don't have TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, I do pick my phone up yeah. and I do scroll. Yeah. But I'm also kind of thinking it's not always a great use of my time, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm not getting much value from it. So, you know, I'd probably rather be doing something else. Yeah. Um, it's good to have that self-awareness, though, because a lot of people, and sometimes mm. myself inclu- uh, included, will start scrolling and 20 minutes will go by or 30 minutes will go by and I'll go, fucking hell, Daniel, you're meant to be, yeah, what, yeah. Are you do- what are you doing? Like, Yeah, I can, I can see easily how that, you know, and I do scroll. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. I don't scroll. I do, absolutely. Um, and, it, yeah, it's... It's mind blowing. It's yeah. mind blowing. I think some of it, I almost don't want to fully comprehend it. You know, yeah. I understand its power and, it, you know, and its place, but yeah, I think it's it's good to draw a line under it sometimes. <laughs> I wanted to actually talk to you about something actually, and I know you're a really big believer. So, um, the words we we're talking about spirituality earlier, we we're talking, and then people nowadays will be like, oh, you've got to go meditate. You've got to go meditate. And it's mm. become a very very popularized subject. Um, you know, you've got to go and find you in a zen and all that stuff. Yeah. But you're a massive, massive proponent of meditation, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's probably popularised by my generation now, who are kind of like hippie, kind of woke 25-year-old, 26-year-olds who want to go yeah, uh, yeah. meditate. Early life crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're life crisis. I mean, yeah. go do yoga and stuff. But you're a massive believer in meditation because it just gets you more grounded, more centred and mm. sets you up for the day, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's a really powerful thing. It's a really powerful tool mm. to have in your in, in your toolbox. I think um, I do it. I mean, I don't think there's a particularly there's a kind of little scientific things that it's it's very good very early in the morning. Um, I think most people are early in the morning or late at night. Um, I'm not sure it's any any real benefit of doing it in the middle of the day or it's any particular yeah. difference. But yeah, I like again. It's just the just the calmness it brings um, and that you really get a kind of understanding of yourself and where you're at and being able to calm your mind at will I think is a that's great powerful. skill that's yeah, powerful I think it's a great skill and I've used it a lot um, in all different kind of situations and it's also a great tool if you really study it for being able to manifest things into your life uh, is it another way maybe you can you can utilize it um and yeah and when you start studying someone like dr joe who yeah. i i love his work um then yeah i mean the things that he's he's done is is incredible yeah and um so i, I enjoy it i love it uh, i'm an early morning meditator can't miss a day it's a non-negotiable you know my two non-negotiables are ten thousand steps and meditation yeah so that's how long have you been doing that for now? I've been meditating for probably three to four years, wow. but every day consistently for about two years now. 
Yeah. And if you, oh, I guess you've been doing it for two years, but would you feel like, so say if you missed a day tomorrow morning, right, would you just be completely out of whack by this point, or do you think you'd be out of kilter a little bit? It sounds a bit weird, but I kind of know when I haven't done it. I wouldn't be out of, I wouldn't say I'd be completely out of whack or out of kilter, but I'd be a bit disgruntled with myself that I hadn't done oh, okay. It. But that's probably more from the fact that it's like a non-negotiable, like yes. you, you feel like I haven't done what I was meant to do. That, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. I'm like that now. If I miss uh, whatever it is, my mo- my morning, e- I, if I yeah. miss the morning email, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd, yes. yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a wreckhead or something. Yeah. So that's insane. Yeah, um, I think some things can derail you a little bit, but, you know, again, it's just perception. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. So what's the goal then? So obviously, you know, you've, you've achieved ma- like a lot. Like to, to the common person, you've achieved a monumental amount of success. You've been in business for thirty over thirty years now, which I know it was your thirty year anniversary. Was beginning of this month, yeah. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. You know, obviously, you you want to scale your property business, mm. it, and you said you don't ever want to retire. Have you got specific goals that you aim to hit in the next in the coming years? Like, have you got anything that you like? Right, that's my big milestone yeah. that I I want to do. I am a big goal setter. I've got longer term goals, um, but my honest philosophy is just to keep enjoying it. Enjoy every day. Every day is a blessing, and just enjoy it. Don't that. put too much pressure on yourself. Have fun, and just go with it. Yeah, just go that. with it, and uh, keep studying. Keep studying myself. Keep trying to work out what it's all about, and uh, go with the flow. Yeah, enjoy. That's brilliant. Richard, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. That's, that was brilliant. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Guys, thank you so much. If you like that, please like, subscribe, comment, follow. Thanks, guys. Do See it. you on the next one. Bye. Do it. Oh.